0: My name is Matt Rice. And my name is Chris
1: Bartlett. And we hope to provide a moment of sanity and busy week of ministry. And you may be listening to
0: this on a break. So we hope you're enjoying your time as we dive into today's topic. Absolutely. Chris and I have done ministry for a long time. And uh, we just hope to provide something of value to you guys that are out there in the field, in the trenches. And uh, today, what's, what's today's topic, Chris? Do you have something else to introduce it?
1: Yeah, no, we're going to talk about strength focused leadership. What does that mean? So, what what (laughs) does that mean? Well, here's what it means God did not make you a jack of all trades, or a Jill, or a Jill of all trades. He made you fiercely unique. And there is something that you can do that no one else can do. The way that your gifts and your strengths, your talents line up, and the way that you develop them through skills and knowledge, trainings, and things like that, those passions ultimately create you as a minister. And what I've seen so often is that people try and cover their weaknesses instead of lead yep. with their strengths. Absolutely. And there's a difference between those two. And so a lot of today's content comes from Gallup. Now, Matt, have you, have you encountered kind of the Gallup? The whole Absolutely. Gallup thing? And I
0: think I did the, the whole Strength Finders thing before it was part of the whole Gallup group. I feel like they acquired that, you know, just a, a few years ago. Okay, Moses, <laughs> you're older than time. <laughs> Early adopters. Yeah, Strength huh? Finders two 2- <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't Yeah. Know.
1: The Strength Finders 2.0 is the most common book that's out there right now. But there's also kind of a baptized version called uh, Living Your Strengths. It has a number of pieces from a Christian lens. But essentially you take this online survey, right? Like remember the old 17 magazine oh, yeah. quizzes. Yes. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but you take the survey and it takes about a half hour and then you go ahead and it gives you your top five strengths out of like a list yep. of thirty-four. Now, here's the cool thing, is they started out by doing this whole strength test or whatever, and they would give you all 34, and they found that people would go straight to the bottom of oh, the list. Oh, to their weaknesses. Wow. Yes, because when, when you were a kid and you brought your report card home and you had three A's, a B+, plus, and a C, what did your parents talk to you about? The A's or the C?
0: No, they absolutely talk to you about the F. You know, they want you to bring up the F, fix the F. You know, what, whatever your worst grade was is what they had me focus on. And instead, uh, the, the true genius exists in our, uh, in yeah, our strengths. in what what StrengthFinder right, you know talks about is that you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck and a lot more return on investment by focusing on your strengths, like right? focusing on those things which you do well, which you are gifted in. And from our perspective, in a way, you can look at it from your heurisms. You know, what talents, you know, has God given you? So that even the parable of the talent, do something with those talents, not with what he hasn't given you. Right? Yes. And so living in our strengths really gives
1: permission for us to live in the area that God has created yep. us for. Like the, the best
0: version of yourself. <laughs> Is that your Australian accent? It was not very good.
1: <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> The best version of yourself. That's a little more. That was Scottish. <laughs> William Wallace. Will okay. Um, the other piece, and this is, this is the part that has some weight to it, and this is straight out of the uh, Living Your Strengths book. It says, from a spiritual standpoint or spiritual viewpoint, when we deny our talents and instead focus on our weaknesses, on some level, we're telling God that we know best and that God somehow made a mistake in gracing us with our unique mix of talents. Wow. Burn right so like we have this Catholic guilt now (laughs) in not living and leading with our strength. The important thing is is we get so measured in society right now that it is jack of all trades gets Mm -hmm. rewarded. You know the self help books are all about kind of overcoming your weaknesses instead of really developing your strength and shining. Your ministry has weaknesses. You have weaknesses. Our dependence on God should be a fruit of those weaknesses. Like I am weak, He is strong in me. What Paul talks about in Corinthians twelve. Like, we need to make sure that we find ourselves totally dependent on God. And sometimes God brings others, right? So I'm not super awesome at administration, but I have a couple of volunteers who are. Aesthetics isn't really my jam, but I have a number of volunteers who it is their jam. And so it's about a team. But what you bring to the table is you do something better when you lead with your strengths. You do something better than 90%, 99% of other people could do. And you need to be delegating to people who do things better than you do. And that's, not a, that's just a reality. God has made us a part of the body of Christ. And so what are the
0: challenges in, in leading with your strengths, Matt? From your I point mean, of view? the first most obvious is learning what they are. Like, what are your strengths? What has God gifted you with? And I think going through the Finder 2.0, that, that test, that assessment, it's a great way to learn your, those kinds of strengths. But then you also have spiritual strengths, charisms, you know, that would be good. And we, we do that. So we do that. And we also do the spiritual gifts inventory through the, is it the Siena Institute or the Sierra Institute? St. Catherine of, Siena St. Institute. St. Catherine of Siena Institute. They do, uh, like a spiritual gifts inventory. And then you get to focus on those gifts and, and exercise those gifts. So learn, learn what they are first. And then you can, now that you know what your talents are, now that you know what god has given you and like again look at the parable now you know what to invest in and so then you take those and the parable, yeah, the parable and the talents. talents now you know the talents that you need to invest in do not bury them because he will not be happy <laughs> he was not happy at all um, learn what they are and, and invest in them and exercise them and just see what god does with them don't be afraid to shine in your strengths because god made you to do so and i would say own your strengths Right, And so
1: St. Catherine Institute, uh, they call them charisms. Own whatever it is. And if you recognize, like, I am really good at designing name tags, then own that whenever you're in ministry. Okay, we have this staff retreat going on. Hey, do you mind if I design name tags? I'll be able to add value in a way that no one else can add value. Own your strengths in an important way because that's basically shouting out, God gave me this gift and I want to share it. I want to share it with each and every one of you. And the second piece in regards to kind of learning your strengths, because I think you're right, knowing what our strengths are is a challenge, is actually to sit with your strengths. You're like, okay, Lord, I really feel like activator, right? Something that I think Matt has. You're, no, activator is not yours. No, Activator's I mean, absolutely
0: one of mine. You know, and we talk about that uh, you know, a lot of times on the show that I see something or I read a book and the, the very next day that I finish the book or even while I'm reading the book, I'm implementing things from the book.
1: Right. That can be a huge asset. And so I think we need to look at our different strengths. And again, you don't have to go through strength finders. You can look at the things that draw you passion, the things that get you excited, the things that you find most meaningful and most fulfilling. And then take some time to almost lectio divina with that. Take that to the Lord and envision a time where you use that gift or that skill or that talent that God has given you. And then maybe a forecast, like envision a time where you'd be using it like, oh, I could use it this way or that way in the future. And look at that and then invite God into that time to show you how he was glorified, to show you how he saw you in those moments when you were using the gifts that he has given you. And that's going to help us stand more confident in the
0: strengths, the gifts that God has given you. Yeah, and even if you do the tests or if you're not going to do the tests, don't look at other people and say, ooh, I want that gift. What they're doing, what he's doing, what she's doing is really cool. So I want that gift. I'm going to pray around that. You actually need to, to ask God to show you how he's gifted you. Right. What Strength Finders talks about, one of the gifts is called Win Others mm-hmm. Over.
1: And it's just about being charming and making people feel welcome and winning them over, you know. and Yeah, that's is what that I'm one like, of yours, yeah. Matt. Okay, yeah, Win, win Others Over. And uh, it's not one of my yeah. top five. I'm hopeful that it's one of my top ten because I'm jealous of it. But I think about it like the introverts – or like, please yeah. stop. Yep. It hurts. Stop winning me over. Just let me sit here. You know, the introverts might not appreciate that as much. And so we, we have to keep in mind that all of our strengths aren't necessarily going to be received or appreciated from everybody in the same
0: way. And one of the things that I learned from 2.0, that Finder, that particular one, every strength has a weakness to it. There's something connected to it that when you exercise that strength, you need to pay attention to certain things. For that one, so winning others over is all about making friends quickly. You can walk into a room and almost everyone in that room will like you, or you can make that happen, but it can be very surface level. If that's your strength, then your ability to make deep, long-lasting friendships is hard because you're flitting from one relationship to the next just to keep them to like you rather than diving deep. Knowing that I had to be very intentional about the friendships that I make and, and investing in and diving deeper in my friendships. But that's just knowing how that strength works. So I think all of this comes out of a root
1: of authentic Christian anthropology. Now, what I mean by that, I'm going to tell you a story. So my uh, son, he's four now, but he was three at the time. Some of the kids were calling him like, you're a naughty boy or you're a bad boy because he was (laughs) destroying things. (laughs) You know, it just he was being a three-year-old. It ain't easy being three-y. And so we had to sit down with him because he would just kind of find the nearest couch and stick his head on it and just cry mm. into the couch and be like, no, go away, I'm a naughty boy, mm. I'm a bad boy. And he would own that, and that is counterintuitive to what we believe. And so I was like, no, Joseph, you just made a bad choice. You're not a bad boy, you just made yep. a bad choice. Yep. And so this all came to a head when, uh, when he, we were getting ready for, for bedtime, and of course he just goes jaybird. You know, he's got all his clothes off, and he's going and sitting on the, on the toilet. I see this pile of his clothes on the floor. Uh, not in the hamper. And I was like, was someone being a naughty boy and they left their clothes outside the bathroom and he's sitting on the toilet and he leans so that he can see me. He leans and he looks at me and he goes, no, daddy, I wasn't being naughty, a naughty boy. I was just making bad choices because I'm not a naughty boy. I'm a good boy. (laughs) And I was so proud of him. I was so proud of him. You are not, listener, you are not the sum of your weaknesses, your faults or your failings. God has given you gifts that are intentional he created you with purpose and on purpose to share the gospel, his love, build the kingdom, and storm heaven with people in a way that only you can do. And so this broken Christian anthropology that sometimes comes through some lens of Catholic guilt or through this definition of we are the definition of our sin or we are our failings is not. We have to reclaim that. And living by your strengths, leading with your strength, is one of the ways to reclaim that. Amen. Amen.
0: And you guys have heard me say this before to Chris. One of his strengths is affirming others, giving good compliments and real compliments when people deserve them. And it, I I just like, you guys have heard Chris say kind of what he just said to you before. He's even said it twice on this podcast. I love watching Chris love on you guys. To see him just pour out his heart and show you guys how much he loves you. That's so fun for me to see. Him do. We love you guys. Like all of you ministry leaders out there, our hearts are out there for you. I mean, we want you to succeed. We want you to excel. We want you to know that you are loved. Thank you, Matt. (laughs) That
1: was very sweet. And it's very true, ministry leaders. We love you guys to bits. So here's just a couple of principles in regards to leading with your strengths. And again, this is establishing the foundation that you matter as a ministry leader. You matter as a child of God. And the gifts he gave you are not by accident. First, you have a group of talents within you. These talents hold the key to high achievement, success, and meaning in your ministry, but also in your personal life, in every aspect of your life. Becoming aware of these talents builds confidence and provides you with a platform to excel at using these talents, really make them into some strengths that exist in a powerful way. And learning how to develop and apply these strengths, basically, if God gives you a hammer Being like, I have a hammer, doesn't make a difference. But starting to use a hammer, you're all of a sudden starting to build the kingdom, starting to transform things because of it. And each of your talents can be applied in a variety of areas. So don't just learn your strengths so that you can lead with your strengths. Learn your strengths so that you can pray better, be a better spouse, be a better citizen, be a better person, just you as an individual. And last but not least, it's going to take a little bit of work. There's going to be some development that's needed. And so that's where knowledge comes in to seek out knowledge, to go ahead and seek out skills that you can learn that complement the strengths or the gifts that you have. All these things come together to make you a better ministry leader and a better minister, and then people are going to be inspired. Now, what does this mean in regards to actual where rubber meets the road in regards to ministry? I would encourage you to stay within your wheelhouse and your skill set and then to collaborate or partner with people who have other skills in other areas. So much so, and this is my favorite, right? That when you're recruiting for ministry, especially if you're ministering to youth or children or something like that, the, the strength that you're looking for is not just your safe environment approved and you have a pulse. <laughs> yep. The, that's nope. all we need to actually say, you know what? We have a lot of issues with our baseball players and your son's on the baseball team and they all love, love you because you've gone to every single one of the games. So your strength is actually that you have a relationship with these people. And so if they see you at church seeking to share Christ then that already, because you have relationship, has already done most of the ministry for you. Would you be willing to show up Sunday after Sunday after Sunday? And if you can get that person to say yes, that dad or that mom, you, you're bringing their circle of influence with you. And sometimes that's
0: one of their strengths is their circle well, of influence. Well, and, and even even if it's not Sunday after Sunday, what if it's just for a retreat? But if you ask them the way that you just said it, Chris, that's a, I mean, like, they're going to say yes. You know, They will try to say yes to that. If you affirm them and show them the strengths that they have, the likelihood that they'll say, oh, wow, they actually see me providing value. Yeah, I'm going to try to make this work. Call them out by their
1: strengths and affirm them. The other side in regards to volunteer retention is affirm them by their strengths. For so long, I only affirm things that happen on Mm. the stage. Like in my ministry, I would always try the day after our youth program to send out one text or a phone call or an email saying, hey, you did this really good. Well, believe it or not, not everyone is comfortable getting up on that stage. And so it was about the same six or seven people that kept on a rotation basis getting affirmation from me, while some of our best small group leaders, yep. some of our best hospitality ministers were getting completely ignored because I was affirming them from my skill set. Mm. I wasn't
0: affirming them to yep. their skill set or their yep. strengths. You're set. recognizing your strengths or in, in other people maybe more than their strengths as individuals.
1: So Matt, here's a question for you, and I think you're going to have some fun with this one. Because of Activator and Futuristic and and kind of the vision that you have, when someone else has skill sets that would be
0: better fit, is it hard for you to let them take the wheel? One of the things that I like in learning all this is that when they did the profile of successful CEOs and what their top five strengths were, they did not find a commonality between them. They found that they were oh, wow. all different, but they were all using their strengths. So I think that I've gotten to a point where I I am not just okay with, but I'm comfortable with and expect other successful leaders to have different strengths than mine. Now, it doesn't mean that we will tackle the same job in the same way. But as long as I mean they're leading from their strengths, they're, they're going to succeed. So I don't know if that's an- that answered your question or if that just danced around it. Did, it, did, it, did I get close to answering it? So when when they aren't tackling the same thing in the same way,
1: does that cause you frustration or make you want
0: to swoop in there
1: and kind of take the, over? Yeah, uh,
0: I guess the best example would be like maybe even six years ago when we first formed a blaze, and I had first handed off the middle school youth ministry that I was running. I handed it over to Alyssa. She's been a, a guest on our show several uh-huh. times. She was the first missionary yes. that I mentored. She's a co-founder of Ablaze. She's amazing, but she I uh, when I first handed over the middle school ministry to her, I came to supervise. You know her next night, or you know a couple of weeks later, and <laughs> we had been doing a, a certain thing or a certain transition my way for so long that when it came to that transition time, I was like, "All right, guys, we're going over here." And then Alyssa's like, "No, Matt, we don't do it that way anymore." I was like, "Oh." all right, so I will shut up. I will sit down and shut up. Yeah, And so that, you know, I've had a lot of opportunities to hand off roles, responsibilities to someone else and then watch them blossom in that role in a different way. So I'm used to that. I've gotten pretty used to that and, and comfortable with letting, I, mean, I don't want to say letting people lead the way that they're gifted to lead, but that's what I'm going to say. So, yes, I've gotten pretty comfortable with that. I struggle with that, to be honest.
1: And part of it is my own personal Mm. insecurities. Like, you know, I'm not leading with my strengths. Now I'm leading with my insecurities. And I've found that when uh, other people are taking the wheel, this sometimes is helpful for me to provide clarity. Like, hey, I see you're taking the lead on this. I want to help you be successful. Let me know what I can do specifically. And then to name my strengths, I'm really good at this, this, and this. To help you along if you want any help with that just please let me know and kind of let them take the wheel completely instead of being in the front seat with them be like I'm going to be in the back seat and I will be the workhorse I'll be I'll push the car up a hill if you need me to but I I can't be the driver or the or the navigator I have to let you guys kind of take the lead so well and this
0: kind of ties into our previous discussion about the levels of delegation yes what level are you delegating this to to the other person is this, you know, a level five delegation where they are completely in charge? Then, yeah, when you delegate, you need to back off. You need to let them do it the way that they are that they are gifted to do it. Right. But if it's a level one and you want so to tell just, them exactly what to do, you know, and then they're not going to get to use their strengths.
1: Well, and, and that, I think that's the challenge is in delegation, because that, that episode and this episode I think have some parts that might be conflicting mm. with each other. It's that we have to be able, when we delegate – that we acknowledge their strengths, honor their strengths in the process of delegation, which means it might be like a level one point yeah. five. Hey, this is how I do it, and you're going to apprentice, but we're going to move you to level two pretty quickly because I know that you would do it a different yeah. way. I've seen people transform the way that I was doing things. It's like, why was I doing it this way? It takes me a half hour, but his way only takes seven <laughs> minutes. Like that way's yeah. better, you know. And yeah. it's humble, and it's yeah. it's awesome. So. To give you guys an idea of what some of these strengths might look like, I'm going to share with you some of the strengths from my top five. My first one is Activator. And this Activator strength is kind of, I see something, I want to take action. It's very similar to yeah, Matt's. I can't believe you, you and I it's, both have uh,
0: Activator. That's, uh, that's dangerous.
1: But your Activator might, makes mine look like a passive <laughs> Activator. It's, it's very different. And our different personalities, how, how a Matt might be an Activator and how I might be an Activator, very different because yeah, we're different people. Yeah, yeah. And that's great. And so this is the ready, fire, aim type of thing, is that we want to go, go, yeah. go. Um, the next one is uh, futuristic. Yeah. No, my next one, my number two, is strategic. And so lining things up and looking at the different scenarios. we ever looked at that your two number screens? two? I mean,
0: have we ever looked at the two of them together? Because activator, no. strategic, um, and uh, woo you know are three. And communication is another one of my, my top five. I forget what the... I don't
1: have I do not have yeah,
0: But it's funny that like at least two of them that we share. I mean, there may be others, but that's just funny. So
1: strategic, yeah, to look through the clutter and find the best route and t- to kind of examine things a little bit. This is the type of thing where you can play through three different scenarios in your head and kind of figure out which one's going to be the best one. The next one is futuristic and this is where for me I kind of see how things could be instead of how things are, coupled with the next one positivity. It makes it very annoying to people who are like, well, we've always done it this way. That's why we're going to keep doing it this way. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, no, but what if this? What if that? No, we can't do it that way. And and then the positivity kicks in. Oh, yes, we can. You know, Philippians (laughs) 4.13 is my favorite verse, positivity. You know, I can do all things through Christ. just gives me strength. And then the last one is belief. And I think that's a beautiful one for me to have, especially being a ministry leader, but that's the one where I can see the most clear under underbelly to it, the kind of stumbling block that comes along. And that's, uh, you know, my wife can't rearrange the furniture without me losing my mind because I believe everything should be a certain way. I really love the routine and the pattern and the rhythm, which means knowing where the end table is. And when someone moves my stuff like... Your room was a mess. I cleaned it for you. I don't know where anything Uh is anymore. It scares me, you know. And so sometimes I can be a little bit stubborn with the belief one. But it also helps me speak with confidence and conviction, especially in regards to the faith that we seek to share. So I would encourage you guys, check it out, man. Check it out. Strength Finders, you can do that. Or just take some time to discern or look online. There's some free assessments online. Go ahead and just start examining it. Poke around Absolutely. And
0: if you're the leader of a team, it's absolutely worth investing in this test for your core team, for your volunteers, whoever's on your team. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's really neat to see how the strengths kind of line up to each other. And then you can actually use that to say, hey, you know, I'm not very good. You know, empathy, I think, is one of the strengths. You know, I'm not very empathetic. Hey, Kelsey, you are really good with this. How would you address this situation? You know, or help me with this. Help me see, you know, have some empathy here. And so you can actually use strengths, I don't know, to, to help in your team, as a team, as a whole.
1: So check it out. Lead with your strengths. Discern, live, sit in your strengths. And then share. How did it go? If you haven't found them, share. Post on the Ministry Leaders Anonymous uh, Facebook group. What are your top five? We would love to hear from you and uh, just kind of hear what the ministry leaders are that listen
0: with us. Um, the journey with yes. us and if wow. if you've if done this overlap. before and you've actually exercised your strengths in ministry, how have you seen that bear fruit? I'd really love to hear that, you know, on the Facebook group. You can do that on Facebook.com slash groups slash MLA podcasts. Probably easier just to search MLA Podcast. We're on Twitter, Stitcher Google Play. Website is MLA Podcast.com, and you can always email us at MLA at ablaze Hey, take a moment to re- write a review on iTunes or share this podcast
1: on social media, somewhere like that, to uh, get some more subscribers.
0: Here at ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, you go alone. And if you want to go far, we go with our strengths together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders. Take some time to pray about your strengths, to pray for God, just to pour so His Holy Spirit into those and help you live them out. Amen, and we will see you next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless.